0: You're listening to the Digital State of Mind podcast with your host, Jessica Hawks, where we get honest about all things entrepreneurship, balancing life and business, and navigating the world in a digital age. everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Digital State of Mind. We're going to be talking about happiness, confidence, comparison, all of the things that every single business owner has to deal with. Today, we have Chelsea Abril on the show today. (laughs) Chelsea and I have known each other for so long. We, we we met, I feel like we met in like May or June of 2020. So we met like right when I was kind of really becoming, like getting momentum as a VA and we've known each other ever since. And we've been been there supporting each other through the craziness that has been 2020 to 2022. So I'm super <laughs> excited to actually like sit down and talk to you. We haven't been on a call since our very first call in 2020. Yeah. So this is, this is going to be a good catch-up. So Chelsea, thank you for being here. I am going to have you kind of kick it off with just telling us your story, how you started your online business, and kind of how it's evolved over the past few years.
1: Sweet. Uh, first of all, thank you for having me. It is like so hilarious. I was like trying to trace us back before this call. I'm like, when did this, like, when did we intersect? Like, because I've just been, you know, in love with you ever, like, the moment I met you. Um, anyway, and it's been so, so crazy that, like, oh, God, what the two last two years have really been is just been such a ride. Look at us. I'm so glad we made it I know. out. We need
0: to uh, scroll. We need to scroll <laughs> to the top of our DMs so we can see the evolution Honestly. happen. <laughs>
1: oh my god, for real? Yeah.
0: You're but also the plant plant queen. I forgot to mention I, that. I need. I, I need to book a one-on-one session with you just so you can <laughs> teach me how to not kill plants because it's my so whole bad.
1: House is like full.
0: Yeah, I know. I'm anyway, so jealous.
1: <laughs> I'm from Hawaii. It's like about me. Like I'm from Hawaii. I was born and raised there. So like my apartment in Seattle. Um, I constantly make sure like I have as much light as possible like there's always a like, humidifier going and like salt lamps and plants everywhere so it's like a tiny jungle in here and everyone's like don't you hate Seattle and I'm like my apartment is warm all the time on purpose like I don't go outside either so I'm like a little
0: humidity like, is just even through the worse.
1: roof. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Like, community 1,000 at all times. Um, yeah, so I was born and raised in Hawaii. Um, I lived my little small-town girl life. I grew up very much the opposite of who I am now. I was very quiet. I was very much, like, people pleaser. I was, like, the golden child. I just made sure I was, like, everything was perfect. I was, like, being the good girl, whatever. So that was a formative part of my life. And then I um, had been a wedding photographer the last, like, 10 years, too. And I got that started in, in Hawaii, Um I met my husband in 2013. Uh, we got married in 2016. We moved around a bit, and then 2016 or 2013 was like when I really took photography seriously. Um, I was charging five dollars back then, as we all do when we get started. Uh, and so inevitably, um, I you know I started burning out. Like I remember my first year. I think I made like. $20,000 or something and then my second year was like 37 and I was like oh my god I made $37,000 this year that's so cool and what year was this what year was was this 2013 and 2014 like I had been a photographer for ages um but that was like my first year like I then had rent to pay like I had been traveling and kind of just vagabonding around so when we moved back to Hawaii I like then had bills and I was like oh I better I better you know lock it down um so yeah that was way back when i remember making what i was so impressed that i had made like my my parents full time salary essentially like, I was like oh my god so cool um and then i you know slowly like increase each year uh but in 2016 was like my first time really experiencing burnout um we paid for i paid for our own wedding i was like i'm going to pay for everything cuz i want everything to be my way and no one could say anything about it cuz i paid for it so i did and it was beautiful and lovely um but I had just I was taking any work at like pretty much any price point and I was like fuck it it's gonna be fine I'm gonna pay for my like wedding whatever and that was really my first time just like really freaking out I me mean, like I am exhausted like I don't know what we're doing like I don't mind working this hard but we don't have any goals like I don't know what I'm doing um and so then we moved to Seattle like in three months after that because I was like I don't want to be here anymore like I want to do something else like I have to have a change of pace um and so that was in 2016. We moved to Seattle. It's been lovely. It's been fabulous. I continued burning out for just like almost every year since then, just not really being able to manage. Then traveling like almost every single weekend the first year I moved because we moved so quickly. So I was back in Hawaii, which sounds like a dream. But anyone who travels a lot knows that it it's – it gets unfun very fast.
0: Yeah. Once you I you was, get to a certain point where you're like, I just want <laughs> <yes, laughs> to be home. I just want to relax.
1: I don't want to pack my suitcase. Yeah. And so, well, I was so grateful. I, it was exhausting. Um, and then kind of leading up to that, like I, you know, I went from 30,000 to 60,000 to 90,000. And that was like my first year, like, in 2017 I think almost breaking the you know six figure barrier um and then I went from 100 to like 120 and then to 180 and then to 200 and then to 220 and I was like oh my god like I'm doing and still every year I was like I'm fucking tired though like I'm not quite nailing it so what is missing um and personally for me like I get this panic like obviously it's you know the more I trace back my life I'm like oh this happens every you know Three or four years where I start to panic being in the same spot. Like I feel stuck. Like I start to like, you know, hyperventilate like about my life feeling too like stagnant, even though I'm having growth and whatever, it'll feel very like stale almost to me, which is kind of a sad word to use, but I'm sure your listeners can probably relate. Yeah. Um, and so going into 2019, I started or like, you know, coming into the pandemic, like end of 2019, I was starting to like dabble with it. I was like, how can I help people? Like people were asking me questions. People were starting to come to me and ask things like, especially then being uh dually based in um, Hawaii and Seattle. Um, I spoke at a separate convention in January. I had gone to like my first big luxury wedding event with Engage, like that past December. And I was like feeling, I was like, okay, there's like, there's so much more for me to do. I'm feeling better. And then in 2020 I started like really like actually taking paid clients for coaching. And I was like, yeah, this is going to be great. Like I'm going to coach people. It's going to be fun. Um, and when I started, because like, obviously like I've been, been a photographer, so it made sense to teach photographers, photography stuff. Um, so I started with a lot of like tactical things, like here's what you do. It was very like step-by-step, blah, blah, blah. Um, I hadn't yet invested in my own coach, so I was just kind of winging it. I knew I had knowledge, I had experience, I had like valuable things to share, but I was just like, what are your questions? <laughs> like, let's talk about stuff. So I had no framework, um, but I was still very much enjoying it. And I think my first round of coaching clients were like 500 for the month, I think. Um, and then shortly after that, I hired my first coach and um, that was really like transformative, even just like, I've been looking for a therapist for ages and it's like so hard to find a therapist. Um, So having her, she's a master coach and it's been lovely and letting that be like my own growth and transformation and like, okay, what do I actually like? What do I actually want to be coaching? Cause I didn't like teaching like really tactical stuff like it, it's absolutely valuable and I love to do it but I didn't want that to be the only reason that people were coming to me It's like uh I mean you can google all that stuff and there's already so many opinions and it felt like a very crowded space and I was like if I had to choose what I was going to be talking about for the rest of my life which you know that probably won't be the case but what would I actually want to be yelling about into the void and sharing with people um And so it's kind of transformed over the last year. I ended up doing a really intense apprenticeship with that coach. Um, Like she does like a prestigious prestigious thing where she only chooses like one or two people a year. And I was like, oh my God. So I did it. And it was fucking excellent. I loved it so much. And that really elevated like one, how I felt about myself and how in tune I felt with myself and also how I felt to be with my clients, my coaching clients. Um, And so it's morphed a bit from like very much starting in like practical, tactical shit with, you know, how to, Fix your website. And I still do all that, but the way it's changed and why it like feels so good now um, is dealing with like the things that actually make success feel successful. So I absolutely like I know that at least one person listening can vibe with like, oh, you you hit the goal, but it doesn't land. Like it doesn't feel good. You make the money, but you're still sad. Like you do all the things, but you know, and everything else in your life is falling apart. And that's kind of what happened to me in 2020. Like I twenty, you know, nineteen I'd made the most money I'd ever made. I was like my first time hitting multiple six figures. I was like, oh my God, I did it. And I was like, <laughs> Well, why am I crying? Like, why am I still so sad? So like my marriage yeah. was like, you know, super shitty. Like I was biz so busy. I was gone all the time. Like we would have just enough time to like come home and love each other. And then problems would start to bubble up again and then I would leave. And so we never had to deal with anything. It's like our marriage yeah. is great. We are not divorced if we it survived. <laughs> But that was really like hard. It was just just, like like, unresolved. Yeah, so many unresolved things. And so I was just piling things onto my plate so that I like didn't have to stop. And that was the biggest thing that happened with, you know, going into quarantine was I I had to stop traveling. I did like all of my work got canceled. And that was the first time probably in like five or six years that I actually got to sit still. And I hated it. (laughs) I was like, oh my God, what the fuck? And that's when we really went like, full throttle into coaching um in all of those formative stages and like you know we you and I have had this conversation like I don't think that my life would be this way it is today or the way it is today if the pandemic hadn't happened and we hadn't all been like set on fire and had to learn how to put it out and I was like oh my god everything's on fire how do I like manage this how do I go through this how can this still be something that like feels really good um, and keeping the integrity of not just like going out for a money grab, but also making sure that it's fulfilling to the people that I do serve and also fulfilling to me. Because so, I was like, if I can have one goal, it's that I can figure out like burnout, I feel like is a pretty normal thing, but to the extent that so many of us have experienced it, like, I don't think it has to go that far if we can like figure out how to come back. So that's how the coaching and like my approach coaching has really shifted is like, i like, I'm a big fan of alliteration, which some people say that's like the cheapest form of whatever, but I fucking, I live for it. I love it. So like, you know, I've been focusing on like prosperity and peace. Um, one of the things that like really landed for me and for this group coaching I just finished or I'm finishing now, um, was the idea of harmony over hustle. So, you know, it's been like the decline of the hustle culture over the last two years. Um, And I had never heard anyone talk about, oh, like, how are you hustling in your business? Like, what's the hustle? And no one had ever asked me or posed the question of like, oh, do you have harmony, like in your life, and your business? Sure, like if you go to a yoga class, it's like, are you at one with the universe and stuff like that. But I'd never been asked that as like a holistic approach to myself, to the way I existed in my business, the way I existed for my clients and vice versa. And so I really love that approach is like, I don't believe that success is one thing. I am a firm believer that if it doesn't reach like at least the five, you know, four of the points of your five star, then something, it's not going to feel as good as it could. Like it's not as fulfilling. And what's the point of climbing a mountain if you get to the top and you're like, Cool, this mountain is fucking ass. I wish I would have never done it in the first
0: place. Yeah. You're like, okay, <laughs> let's go. <laughs>
1: cool, cool, cool. Or you end up climbing a mountain and then when you get to the top, you're like, fuck, this is the wrong mountain. That's the one I was supposed to be climbing. Like, that's damn it. Now I have to go work twice as hard, take twice as long to fucking go down this one and then back that one. Um, and that was a thing that had come up as in like an example in my husband and I's life. I was like, we are climbing different mountains and if we keep climbing, we will end up at the top of different ones and then we will be done. And I was like, I don't want that. Um, You don't want that. So like, how can I take, you know, taking control of myself. And that's another thing too. Like how do we take control of our own circumstance um, with our own decisions as best we can to like put bumper lanes. Like my favorite thing is, is like teaching people how to put bumper lanes in their life. Cause it's hard. Like we, one, we think life is supposed to be linear, which that's false. Um, but putting bumper lanes in our life to figure out like, what does a bumper lane mean? Like, what does it mean to you? What does it look like for you? If, you know, if, reconnecting to your values which that's what I feel like the bumper lanes are like even if we both value money the value itself is very different so what I love to do and why I work so like deeply with my one-to-one clients um, is to figure out what exactly those mean at the deeper level so that as they go through their life as they build their business and chase their success and build all these really beautiful things we can identify like in the beginning when something starts to feel off and not waste as much time and it's like it's the learning of the course correcting, and it's like it's like taking a shower. Like we don't just like decide what our values are one day, because I think we all know what we like or what means something to us. But there's the deeper level, the next like five steps that actually like cement it into our life. It's the the practice and like the process of checking in and actually like living in your body while you live your life um, to make sure that you don't just end up on the wrong mountain, like super disappointed and disconnected because. There were so many times like going through my like phases of burnout where I was just like watching myself go through my life. Um, I didn't like who I was. I didn't like what I was doing. I didn't like how I existed in my life or how I was treating the people that I love. Like, so I just, all of it was not the vibe. And I was like, I don't know how to stop. Like, I'm just like on this track that I said that I would be on. And like, I feel like so many of us are afraid to change our mind or like even just to acknowledge like, this isn't it. I'm having especially like when things happen quickly or when you start to have a name or like when your people know who you are, like to change your mind is a really scary thing because it's like, Oh, well I said I would do this. Like I said that this is who yeah. I was going to be and what I was going to chase. And so what if like, if I change my mind, Is that, does that mean I have no integrity? Like whatever other stories can come up and those all came up for me. Um, So like the piece now is like, there. are the only rules that are really out there are the ones that we put on ourselves. And the people we're meant to have will be with us, regardless of the the decisions we make or the how many times we change our minds. Like I think that's the most beautiful part about being an entrepreneur and being a human. I've said this a couple of times, and I it like makes me feel really good to say it. But like we got into this, we got into our lives and our our passions, um, and we created these businesses and these these identities so that we could be free like whatever free means like we made these things to be free but in the process so many of us are actually just building a cage and that's like the most it's such a bummer to realize that like you built this thing that was supposed to be beautiful and set you free and it's actually just a cage and like oh god (laughs) okay how do we open the door what song do you like to sing little songbird like how do we come back and like reset so that was my super long-winded intro to like what I do and what I love (laughs) I love that that I
0: feel like that was there were so many good points that you made in that and something that really stood out to me was the fact that you were making more money but feeling like you were sadder than you yeah. were before and I feel mm-hmm. like that's something that so many of us struggle with because you it's so funny because I think back to whenever I kind of first learned about the VA world and my friend at the time who kind of introduced me to it all was making 9k a month and I was making like 2k a month and I was like yeah if I was making 9k a month literally every single problem in my life would be solved (laughs) and I remember hitting 10k months and I was like okay (laughs) <laughs> On to the next thing. Like, it's yes. so funny oh. how your sense of value of what are your like huge goals completely shift because you hit 10K and then you're like, that was cool. Now I'm going to hit 50K or 20K or whatever yep. it is. And mm-hmm. you don't even start to realize that you are just constantly wanting more and more and more. And we, I, I see this a lot with students. And I'm sure that you've seen this as well. It's so funny because so often we only, gauge our success by the amount of clients that we have and by the amount of money yeah. that we're making. We don't really even look at anything else that's happening in our life and and say, "Oh, this is also a, you know, a mark of success for me or this is something that I wished that I had years ago or 6 months ago." And I think that something that I've kind of come to realize and I think you did too is that literally more money, more problems is so true. And trying to scale back and kind of simplify your business and your life, there's so much to be said about doing that because Mm -hmm. you're right. You literally can become so consumed by your business and by wanting more and not being satisfied with what you have that it's an endless chase. There's never an end to it. And I think that it's similar to how some people are in a nine to five and then they get to the end of their life and they're like, Uh oh, there's so many things I wish I had done. I think we can do that on the opposite side as business owners mm-hmm. and get years into our business and look back and be like, what have I been doing? I've just been yeah. nonstop, like <laughs> killing myself doing this thing that was For supposed to what? make yeah. my life so nice. So I I love that you mentioned that about making more money but feeling sadder because I think that so many people look at people who are hitting certain financial marks and they're like, oh their life is perfect. They have everything figured out. Yeah. It's not true. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Surprise, bitches. <laughs> it <is fun.
0: laughs> yeah, it's so, it's so crazy. Too, like,
1: I, I mean, and you know, of course, like the privilege to be making this much money. I love that. And I love the life I live. And I, I like to spend money on stupid shit that makes me happy. Yes. And I get to do course. that because of all this extra money. You know, we, we have all these things. And there are so much like, Hear this all the time like money can't buy, you know, happiness, whatever. Like, there's to buy some stuff for sure. But yeah, yeah, I, I can. can I, yeah, make <laughs> <laughs> It took me to friends. Sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I think that's part of like what I love with like coaching too is we set goals because we like there's so much that happens. I feel like in the creator, like the entrepreneurial journey that we do because we should. We do because that was like, here's the 10 steps to success that fucking Chad and Kyle wrote 40 years ago that we're supposed to do. Like, for us, it was, you know, Go to college, get a job, retire. Great. Then it was like, okay, start your business, do this, do this, scale to a million dollars, get have a whole team. Great. And there is so much like, I don't feel like enough people talk about that you don't have to do it. You don't have to do anything. <laughs> like, there's not any one way to run this thing. And like, if you want, like, I know that you like had incredible growth and success, and, like, just shot to the stars, and I don't know if this is true for you, but as you scale and grow, like for me growing and scaling, and I had, I have like a very small team, but I had issues like hiring people thinking that was what I was supposed to do. And that meant my next step of success, my next mark. Okay. I've made this much money. I'm making this much next year. I, that means I should have a team. That means I should have this, which yes, I love having great support. And it looks so different for every person and every business and every like reason that we're doing anything. Um, it's so like some people scale and like fuck this wasn't it and that's okay to be like all right so yeah I'm making a lot of money but am I even with like money too like it's so like I have a whole thing about like the six figure life I feel like that's such a fucking like bullshit thing like I love making six figures but like it's not the goal like it's such a silly finish line because it doesn't mean anything doesn't mean anything like any of the money we make doesn't mean anything Um, like there's so much more it's like what is the profit like how much time are you spending like cool you want to make a million dollars but like you lose your you lose your marriage and your friendships or you have terrible health or you're stressed all the time like that's not worth it so while it looks nice on the outside there's so much like there's so much of the other layers like you know don't judge a book by its its cover but don't like praise a book by its cover either there's so many other parts of it that (gasps) Yeah, and making sure it's actually connected so to so much you want. nuance. Oh mm. my God, there's so much. It's not at all black and white. It's like, absolutely, I want to help people make money and I want them to know why they're making it. And what's really cool is right. like working with different clients, like, I assumed when I started business coaching that money would be the primary driver for a lot of people. And it's not like the more successful people I work with and the more money they're making, the less they fucking care about it. They're like, I don't mm-hmm. know how to have my time back. I don't, I don't remember. I don't know what I like. I don't know what my hobbies are. I don't know who I am anymore. I don't know how to make, like, I like this business, even if they even like it anymore, like I don't yeah. want to hate it, but I do. How can I, how can I love this again? I feel like I'm just drowning. Even if the yeah. outside looks like a million dollars and a big team and like, uh, you know, features in Yahoo and Forbes and you know whatever, mm-hmm. if they're on the inside, just being like, I am a prisoner of this thing I created and I have no joy, I hate my life. Like, there's so much in that, and I hate that it often gets to that point. Like I've gotten to that point, and I'm like, mm-hmm. how did I get here? And I don't need like, yeah. I think what scares you don't notice. Like it's a really like. You can maybe mm-hmm. feel it a little bit, but if you're not practiced or like you don't have the right support to continue to ask you, to continue to challenge you, to check in with yourself and be honest and like make corrections proactively instead of just having to put out fires all the time, um, it's easy to get there. It's so much easier to suddenly wake up and be like, what the fuck am I doing? I hate this. I don't want to go to work. Like I don't want to do the things that I thought I would love to do forever. Um yeah. And I think there's absolutely a way to like reconnect to that and rebound. And sometimes it means staying where you are and, but sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes it means there's a big shift or like an entire career change. And I think all of that's really lovely and why I love coaching so much is because it's also very fucking scary, especially to do it yourself um, feeling unsupported. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's like a difference between like having someone who is like unbiased, completely there focused for you for your best interest versus having like a collaborative. Like, I love both. Like, Having a specific coach for me has been tremendous, but also having my, like, group of people that I can mastermind with has also been incredibly vital to, like, everything I've been able to do.
0: Yeah. I think that, you know, it's so funny because uh, how you were kind of talking about how you don't even realize how much – what money means Mm -hmm. to you or you kind of forget – The value of it. It's so interesting. I've talked about this before with Aaron, who I do the masterclass with. And it's funny because once you reach a certain point in your business, and it sounds so like ridiculous to say, and I feel like an asshole even saying it, but it feels (laughs) like monopoly money. Like it feels like it's fake money that you're making. (laughs) And you're like, okay, like
1: (laughs) it's just so interesting. Like, yeah. Yeah
0: and it's it's funny because it's i think that's something that the online space has done because in the corporate world you hear of somebody making a million dollars and you're like Oh my god, what well, how did they get to that point? But the online yeah. space has shifted it so much to the point where people and it's amazing, you know, people without mm-hmm. college degrees and people who are kind of, you know, a few years into their business are hitting the million dollar marks and it's I think that's kind of a part of our mindset towards money shifting in a way as we start to kind of view it as, "Oh, a million dollars isn't that much when you really like start a business that is thriving. You can hit seven figures pretty quickly if you're working hard mm-hmm. at it um but i think you know kind of what you were saying about like having teams and everything's nuanced it is because you kind of get to a point and you build out this huge team and then you're like oh, I didn't realize I would have the stress every day of realizing I have a ton of people relying on me to, you know, yes. pay them every single month. And that's a new factor of my business that I'm having to think about. Like whenever people's livelihoods that are on your team are kind mm-hmm. of relying on you in some sense, that's a whole extra layer of stress that you're adding on to your business. And I think that the yeah. people who don't do that, who don't build out teams, who don't XYZ they feel like they're less than other business mm-hmm. owners and that's so not the case because I have known so many people who have gotten to a certain point financially in their business who have hit these you know 10k months or what at six yeah. figures or whatever it is and they were like actually I don't like this I'm going to go back to making 4k a month yes. but have so much flexibility in my schedule have way less stress in my life and they love that and I think that that's so mm-hmm. cool because it's funny if you aren't, you know, kind of smart in a sense in your business, you could be making six figures and run everything yourself and have less stress, or you can be making six figures and be paying so many people and have so many stresses in your life that you're like netting the same thing as if you were doing it all yourself. Oh my God.
1: It's crazy. And like all of those different things, like it's, it's, it's wild. And like, that's such a, Trap that I feel like a lot of people like I fell into that I was like cool I'm supposed to have a team now so I'm gonna hire someone for this and hire someone for that so I'm just gonna be doing the creative mm-hmm. it's like no fucking structure I'm like I've worked with several of the VAs that you've trained and I'm just like I I just need to not hire anyone because I don't know what I'm doing and like I'm bringing all these beautiful <laughs> wonderful people in who are so excellent and like trying their best to support me but I'm like honestly. I don't even know what I'm doing. Like that's a really like funny thing too. Like even with support, so like you being like this incredible uh, like teaching virtual assistants. Like there's also I feel like a, a stigma or a belief with like high achievers that like oh if I bring support that means I can't do it by myself. And also I'm just gonna claim this so everybody knows if anyone has ever met me and thinks that I have my life together, false. Um, I wing it and I love it. And that's okay. Like my style is not type A. Like I do. I am not organized. I enroll support for those things. And I'm also okay with that. I haven't figured it out yet. But when I started to look for support, I was so scared to hire people because I was like, oh my God, they're going to come in here. And they're going to see that my shit's fucking whack.
0: And <laughs> they're going to think gonna... that I am holding on by a thread.
1: <laughs> yes, which, like, you know, sometimes I am, and that's okay. But, like, they're going to tell everybody, that everybody's going to know. Like, this imposter syndrome just came up, like, so aggressively. And I was like, you need to chill out. And I think, like, this is a, a funny little tangent, but, like, being on TikTok, like, you have such incredible TikTok success. And, like, for me, what I've loved about TikTok is, like, all the things that's, like, reflected back to me. And I'm like, oh, I almost for sure have ADHD like no wonder like it's been so hard to adjust certain things in my life or like no wonder I exist in this different way and so part of like coming back into coaching what I have loved so fucking much is that like the simple process of like receiving permission which can seem a little patronizing, but I think we are all looking for permission that we can do things mm-hmm. our own way, permission that we don't have to follow the status quo, permission that we can like be tits out with purple hair and dark lipstick and swearing on a podcast on a you know Thursday afternoon and still be thriving yeah. business owners, and that mm-hmm. nothing really has to look the same. Of course, frameworks are helpful, and like that's again this couple different layers. Like so with, with the coaching, like we take what's working. And then we figure out why it's working and then we like dismantle it even more. So like, yes, frameworks are so important to like get us started. Um, and then you work with people one-to-one too, right? In a higher capacity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like, mm-hmm. I'm assuming you probably, I feel like this is like, I love when coaches do this. It's like, okay, cool. So like, why? And I'm like, great question. Uh, I don't know. Like, mm-hmm. let's figure out why, like, let's, oh my God, let's figure out what we like. <laughs> um, and then like what strategies we can do. And again, like coming back to the idea of like changing your mind, there's also so much that goes on, like that we think if we find one thing that works, it's going to work every day, it's going to work every month, it's going to work every year forever. And so when it stops working, like I'll say this for me, like there must be something wrong with me if this thing that was working isn't anymore. But even with that, like there's the energetic cycles of women, like I feel like you and I work with primarily or just a lot of women and so the energetic cycles of women, like all these different things that happen and like even that process So I typically work with my clients anywhere from like six months to a year because like so much happens and you're not the same person right. in January as you are in July or December like those are such different people and even with the seasons like um I don't know if you have this experience like of yourself like I know that I'm very different throughout the year I yeah, come to terms I, this year yeah like you know in winter we hibernate and in the spring we're like so excited for to come out of hibernation and all these different things. And I had lived this expectation. This is kind of part of like, you know, success in general. It's like people, I mean, the more success you get, the more that people know you, the more that you have any notoriety. Not that I have very much at all, but like the more you build those things out and become a person of standing in your own spaces, the more people have an experience and an expectation of you. So like, I'm very energetic. I'm very fun and whatever. People know me as like, oh, she lights up a room. She's like so smiling all the time like always happy and I was like so I'm the sun and that's cool like I like being the sun but then I'm like I'm fucking tired of shining all right like I don't shine all the time and I don't you're like somebody else do it yeah because someone else and so I was like I'm the moon okay I'm gonna be the moon for a while I'm gonna quietly shine and we can be here but it's a silent time we can like and I also know like okay that can be like winter Chelsea and so knowing that like I don't exist the same way in my business as I do in the summer. Like and a lot of people think that they have to all the time. Like every day has to be productive. Every day has to like, you know, produce X amount of results. And those X amount of results have to be this good or better um, for the day to matter. And there's so much like shame and guilt and like friction and a frustration that comes with that when we're doing it on our own and we don't have someone else like listening, like very yeah. just third party unbiased and giving ourselves permission like oh by the way no <laughs> what if it was this instead like what if your life had harmony what if things were easy what if you yeah. changed your mind they're like you can do that <laughs> what
0: i know and it's it's so interesting because i you know I, It's you're constantly, whenever you start a business online, and I felt this so much. Like, I also found out last year that I have ADHD as well. And Mm -hmm. I, you know, was constantly, whenever I first started as a VA, seeing people, and even when I was a coach, seeing people talk about their content plan, how they plan out content, (laughs) how they manage their time, (laughs) how they do XYZ. And I was like, I don't do any of that. Like I don't function well planning my content out for a month. And it's so funny because, you know, I think everyone on online is kind of Acting like they have it completely together, and acting like they know how to perfectly plan their content, they know how to perfectly plan their time, and it makes me sad because I have so many people that come to me. You know, I've also worked with a lot of people in like DCA and and you know one on one and the master class who also struggle with ADHD or something that mm-hmm. kind of makes them feel like they can't really align super well with certain things like that and so they're coming to me saying like how do you manage time how am I supposed to do this I feel like I'm not doing it well and it's funny because sometimes the answer is simply that you don't have to do those things and that feels really wrong (laughs) yeah it feels wrong though as a business owner because you're like Uh well I should be doing these things and I think that it's something that needs to be talked about more is that you don't have to perfectly plan out every single day. You don't have to be super good at managing your time or mm-hmm. planning out your content. And you can still build a really successful business, but we're just constantly told by people that that's what we have to do. Yes. And it feels wrong to not do that. So I think that that's something that a lot of people listening could kind of take as a weight off their shoulders yeah. of knowing that <laughs> you don't have to do all of those things perfectly. I, I can sit here and create a perfect calendar every single day for myself, and then I'm inevitably not going to follow it every (laughs) single day because that's not how I work. So I, I think that there's a lot of beauty in that. And like you said, though, people are looking for that permission. Every single person is, you and I both do it um, yeah. because you, it's so comforting to hear that, to hear, oh, I don't have to do things a specific way yeah. or, oh, I can still be successful despite this. But it's very hard entering the online space when you constantly see people who seem like they completely have it together and you mm-hmm. are trying to reflect that you know, back to them. So kind of along that same line, what do you what is your like advice for people who are coming into the online space or are already established business owners who kind of find themselves keep getting keeping on getting stuck in that comparison mindset or constantly looking at other people and feeling like they have to do things mm-hmm. a certain way
1: absolutely so what I wish that I would have like known or what I wish that I would have paid more attention to when I was getting started was what I actually cared about. <laughs> And that's kind of a hard, like, I hate when people are like, what's your why? I'm like, I don't fucking know. Like, that's such a big, like, loaded question to me. I'm like, oh, fuck, pressure's on. Like, it better sound And good. it's so hard and,
0: to analyze yourself. It's like yeah. self-reflection is so hard.
1: You're like, fuck, I don't know. Yeah. And so even with that, like, if you don't already, like, have a coach or, like, find a cohort of people who are like-minded and, like, in your, also in your space it's very important. Like, I think one of the important things, too, like, for people, if you're married or in, like, a dedicated relationship, like, I am also a big fan of that. Your partner is not supposed to be like your business partner at, or like in that full capacity. So find people that you oh can my gosh. be in containers with.
0: That is so, I, I feel, feel like that. that is like a whole other topic. I think yeah. that's so important <laughs> for people.
1: Next <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Like, but that, I just want to side note on that because I think coming into the online space, you expect and sometimes we just do this in general, but we expect one person to be everything for us. And I think uh-huh. realizing that different people can provide different things to you and that's okay. Your I struggled a lot you know, throughout different relationships with feeling like, oh, well, my partner has to want to start a business mm-hmm. too, or my partner has to yeah. be able to have these conversations with me. That's not the case at all. So for anyone who's listening whose partner is not as business-minded as you, that's okay.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If there's and it's a hard thing to get through because like whatever, we like, oh my god, like we see like the the Instagram goals couples or whatever. We're oh like yeah. living their lives together. I'm like, that's freaking cool. Yeah, like also, starting like, twenty businesses. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, calm calm down. I love that for you, but calm down. Okay. Um I'm like for my husband and I, like oh. <laughs> he and I don't work in the same way in anything. <laughs> so we're always like how do we love yeah. each other like how are we together and it works but we just we also know that like we you know like the joke of like we cannot build ikea furniture together we cannot build that I- we can't even be in the same room when ikea furniture mm-hmm. is being built like no we have to be separate <laughs> i don't want him in pro- my projects. like he and i are both very like, like just let this, me like, do it <laughs> get out like go and we solve problems very differently too so even with that like yeah. and that's a good note in general too like if you are going to be working with people and even if you're not like knowing how you function, like, I think we all, again, are expecting that we're supposed to be functioning at a certain caliber, because so and so that we follow that we look up to does or so and so Chad or Kyle says that you have to be doing x, y, and z to be a business owner. Um, but I think some of the and it's hard to answer in the beginning, and it's hard to answer, even when you're going through it. But like, okay, what, one, like, what does your ideal life look like, if you were going to choose, like, If you had to like wake up tomorrow and I feel like people ask this question all the time, like, what would your life, not, not just what would your life look like, but how would it feel? And what I have noticed with all of my people, like, of course we want to make more money. Of course we want to like have a prestigious business or like whatever, like a a lot of us want those same things. But what I have found and what a lot of your listeners might also find is that at the base of these things, if we dig long enough, it looks like peace. So what is peace actually, yeah. how does that manifest in your life? Like, of course I want to make money because I want to, I want to fucking relax. Like I want to turn off and I don't, I didn't, I am still learning how to turn off. Like I just, <laughs> this is an inappropriate joke. I was it. anyway, I can't find the button sometimes <laughs> to turn off. And I'm like, where yeah. is it? Like, I know it's right yep. here somewhere. So learning, like figuring out how happiness actually manifests in your life, feeling figuring out what, like, prosperity or abundance, like, if you're in the woo-woo, but, like, what does more money actually mean? Like, how does it manifest in your life? If you have more money, then what? Like, and what like and how do you live your life? What kind of life do you live? Like some people want to be fucking you know bougie like me and live in like the city in their little high rise apartment, and some people just want to be on a farm with their twelve chickens, and some people want to live on a farm in the mansion with their twenty five chickens. So like what does yeah. your great life actually look like, and what does it look like to maintain that? So like if you don't need to be making a hundred thousand dollars, and if you build, if you look at what it it would take for you to build a hundred thousand dollar business, if you hate it, don't fucking do it. But like Mm -hmm. figure out what your like minimum viable life is for you to feel like peaceful and joyful and whatever and then work out from there. Like I feel like we just are shooting for the 100K because we're supposed to because that's what it means to be successful. That's what it looks like. And then also like don't forget that you like other stuff. Oh my God, don't forget that you can like other things as well. And like I feel like the mark of like success for me for me personally looking out is that that you have success whatever it looks like in your business but that you also have other rounded areas in your life like for years I and I still do this like my energy and my focus is like you know very hyper focused very switchy um and that I will go all the way in one direction and then all the way in the other and I spend yep. very little time in the middle so my process and my process with a lot of my clients because Like you're saying, like I end up working with a lot of people, whether diagnosed or not, who are either, you know, either actually diagnosed with ADHD or some type of neurodivergence that makes them feel out of place or like feel even Mm -hmm. more of the friction or struggle. And even if they aren't diagnosed, that they identify with so many of those things. Like a lot of us Mm -hmm. who are moving through this space, I think inevitably find ourselves feeling that like really intense disconnect because Mm -hmm. there isn't a foundation um, of like, okay, why am I waking up in the morning? Why mm-hmm. am I chasing these clients? Why do I need to make this money? And of course there's basic shit like, yeah, I need to pay my bills. I need to make sure my hot water turns on and I can pay my phone bill. Like, cool, What are like, what's the minimum viable? And then like, what are the next levels of your life? Like, what are the actual goals and the buckets that you're filling? Um, that was my biggest thing was that I was just hustling because I didn't know how to stop. Um, and I thought if I stopped then I was somehow like less valuable, like if I was not producing, if I was not making money or showing up, then I was, whatever, people weren't going to love me. I wasn't going to be enough. Um, so figuring Mm -hmm. out what those things are so that when you make decisions, you know, why you're making the decision. And I think what gets really exhausting for a lot of people merging into this online space, merging into entrepreneurship is that it's hard, like the decision fatigue, like, what is the yeah. yes answer? What is the no? And that comes from not knowing, like not having bumper lanes. Like there should be a couple of like safeguards in place as you make decisions that you can kind of just do a temperature check. Like, are we still in the yes direction? Okay, cool. All right. Let's circle back again. Let's circle back again. Instead of just trying to imagine what the yes is. So mm-hmm. I have a friend, Um, I don't know if you know her, but Jennifer Kem. I love her. She's a, mm-hmm. uh, she's incredible. You would love her. Uh, Jennifer Kem K E M. Um, she's also from Hawaii and she's got this incredible, super successful business. And one of her things, which is like my goal, in, I, I'm paraphrasing, but what I remember her saying, we had lunch together was my goal in life is to have every decision be a fuck yes or a fuck. No, there should never be an in between decision. Cause that's where the trouble comes from. Um, so yeah. if it's a fuck, yes, great. If it's a fuck, no, great. And all of it is excellent. And like that clarity. So people are coming to me all the time asking for clarity. I just want more clarity. I want more clarity. And a lot of us don't Mm -hmm. even have clarity on what the clarity means because we don't have any like deeper foundation on what to even base those decisions on. So we're just kind of blindly grabbing things. I like to imagine that we're, Do you know what a collector urchin is? (laughs) No. (laughs) No. (laughs) Okay. They're in Hawaii all over the place, but they're little sea urchins with little like soft spines. Um, but their whole thing is that they collect things. So they like grab seaweed or they grab shells and like bottle caps because pollution, but they grab all these things and they like decorate <laughs> themselves and it's like really cute. So I think we go about that. And so you can either end up with a bunch of garbage because it's shiny or you can actually be grabbing yeah. like the shells that you like. So paying attention to what you collect um, and then checking in with yourself. Like the problem is that there isn't one answer and it's not ever one stage. Like you don't just like decide whatever it's going to be, but like, checking in all the time. Like, I can't stress enough, like how important, like the hygiene is like the spiritual, emotional, personal hygiene of looking at your life and like, what is mine? What have I taken on? That's not mine that I want to keep. And what do I need to like release or get rid of? That's making me feel so sad or so disconnected or disappointed. Like where is the friction coming from? Are these my expectations? Are they someone else's expectations? Mm -hmm. But I, I think we all hope there's, I feel like no one's going to like that answer, <laughs> but I feel like we all want there to be a really quick, like here are the five things to I ask know. yourself. But like no, every, yeah. like you said, with, there's so much nuance in like really finding peace or like really mm-hmm. building something that you love. And it's not quick and it's not five questions. And even those five questions mm-hmm. have five questions. It's not those 25. Like there's so much else that goes on. So like, just it's like the woo-woo but like the mindfulness of checking yeah. in with yourself and actually being honest and creating your own clarity and con- like there's so much confidence that comes from clarity too and so there's almost yeah. the exact opposite when we are feeling like there is none which I experience I still experience that all the time I'm like uh when I have a decision to make like I take forever to make decisions so I'm like okay yeah. I gotta go like I gotta go back into my bumper lanes like what are my bumper yep. lanes again like ooh, okay is it this bumper lane is it that bumper lane so even like new level, new devil. Like I love that phrase. I hate it, but I love it. Mm -hmm. like no matter what, no matter what stage you're at, there's always going to be a new thing to consider, a new hurdle to jump, a new hoop to jump through, whatever. Um, And I think that's the most important thing is just like figuring out what your clarity actually is and then Mm -hmm. having clarity, like, and asking yourself questions, doing the hard work, being honest with yourself, being okay with like really fucking things up. Um, for mm-hmm. me personally, I'm an experiential person, so I can like think things in my brain all day long, but my best learnings and my most impactful learnings have always come from actually doing it, like seeing it, touching right. it. I'm very like, right. I'm a kinesthetic learner. And so I have to like do it and either fucking nail it or really mess it up and be like, okay, um, so here's what worked. Here's what didn't. How do I, you know, improve next time? How do I not go jump off a bridge? Like, okay, just sit on the floor. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I I think it's, it's, it is hard
0: because there really is no, and every person is so different. There's no Mm -hmm. answer to mindset questions or comparison questions that fit one person. I think the, you know, interesting thing about comparison and things like that is starting to figure out. Like for me, I am – I function way better just not really looking at anything on Instagram. And you kind of feel like, well, if I don't do that, then I'm not going to know, like I'm not going to be up to date and I'm not going to have as much community or whatever. And that's so not the case because Mm – What's interesting about that is once you start kind of looking at all of these people, and especially people who are in your industry, like there huh. I've only follow a handful of coaches and I think I follow like one other VA coach. Mm-hmm. Um and what often happens when you start looking at all these people and become so consumed by what they're doing and their content is that you start kind of pulling your personality from so many different people until you've created this person who's not a, an exact reflection of anyone but it's also not a reflection of you either yeah. <laughs> and we're like oh yeah this is this is who i want to be but then we're like oh wait this i can't I can't break through these certain things and achieve these certain things in my business because I'm trying to do things that Mm -hmm. all of these random people would do instead of what I want to do. And it like holds you back from being able to be creative and kind of do things that other people are looking to you for instead of you constantly being a few steps behind other people. Um, So I think that, you know, if you are the type of person who is very like influenced by people or very like impulsive or you look at something and you're like, I want to do that. I have to be that type of person. I think like it can be really (laughs) cathartic to just mute people, not look at it, really try to kind of create more than you consume. I think it's something that's so, so important in the online space because you can just start to become a replica of all these different people that is so far from who you actually are. And it makes everything more difficult. Honestly. It's a slippery
1: slope too. Like you don't Mm -hmm. realize you're doing it. And I think that's another thing too. Is like if you can ask yourself one question. It's like does it feel good? Does this actually feel good for me? So like one of the things. Like you know I've been learning more about like divine feminine. And all those things. And Mm -hmm. one of the things like is pleasure. So like is like my life was not pleasurable. In like any capacity of the word. And I was like whoops. Mm -hmm. I missed the mark there and if we could choose I imagine that most of us would choose to have a, a life that felt pleasurable whatever pleasurable right. means to you um and so does this feel good like will this decision make me feel better or worse mm-hmm. in in right now in five minutes in five days in five years like just evaluate this the decision as it aligns with those things like looking at your bumper lanes does this actually feel good and I think even with that like evaluating if I do this, am I okay with the equation? So I talk a lot about like the, the time equation, the energy equation. So like, same as you said, like you can be making a ton of money, but like it can also be too much energy out. So that doesn't work either. Or it can be not making you enough money and still having too much energy out. Okay, great. So how do we find what's in mm-hmm. the middle? How do we have the like awareness of energy going out and the awareness of like energy or money coming in so that it feels that we can have some peace so that it still feels good. Um, and that's not a, it's not the same every day. It's not the same every month. So giving yourself grace with that too. like, I always recommend putting a calendar and like, you know, I love colors, like I'm very visual. So like I mm-hmm. color code all my things. And so if my whole month is yellow, and I'm doing like way too much coaching, I'm like, I need okay, I gotta do like at least one massage a week, then like, I'm going to do yeah. like, what are the four other purple things I can fit in here for my personal care? If there's no personal care in my whole month, I know there's a problem. So I like looking at things in colors that way and then just gauging your life. If colors work for you, I love a color system um, yeah. to just be able to see and add a glance of what is my, what is my day going to feel like? What is my week going to feel mm-hmm. like? What is my month going to feel like? Um, Cause I think <laughs> that's what it comes down to. I feel like in the end is it doesn't matter how much, if whatever yeah. money you make, whatever clients you sign, if you don't feel good and if you consistently don't feel good, like that's the problem. Um, but as you grow, you can continue to make those choices. Like sometimes we take clients we may not love but we know are going to like we can work with, they align at least yeah. enough. You know, we can do mm-hmm. those things. And again, but that's just an awareness of the equation. Like, okay, I'm gonna take this client that I maybe is like a seven on my like stoked scale. Um mm-hmm. but that means that I can take three less clients next month and like I can do go on the trip I was looking for. So Looking at things both in the micro of like the day, the week, the month, and also like the quarter and the year and just knowing how things ebb and flow together because like as a wedding photographer, you know, we book our things a year out and then suddenly mm-hmm. we're all in busy season. Like who the fuck made this schedule? Who signed me yeah. up for all of this? And like, like, oh God, oh, it was me. It was me. me. <laughs> it was me. But like, that's fine to have a busy month if you know that, okay, if this month is going to be like 18 weddings, then next month I need yeah. to be Right. The give like and take of it all. Lots of give and take that we forget to like account for. And so then we end up with an equation that's like, oh, in the negatives are like, oh, yes. Hello. Seasonal depression. Wonderful. Thank you for yeah. coming. <laughs> Welcome so to the is party. that,
0: do you feel like a personal care is a big part of how you avoid burnout? Because I think there's so, it's one of those things, like you said, that creep up on you and you don't mm-hmm. even realize it. And then like this happened to me last year, the end of 2021, I feel like I'm still recovering from it. But I was like, real. wow, I have never been this burnt out before. And I didn't even realize it until it hit me all of a sudden. Yeah. So I think that it would be super helpful for business owners to kind of know some things to look out for or things they mm-hmm. can integrate to avoid that happening instead of being into the sudden realization that you need to sleep for 12 <laughs> hours every night. <laughs>
1: Honestly, and I think that's what's kind of weird about it, too, is that, it, like, mine always creeps up, too. Like, suddenly, like, you know, I've been going for a couple months, and then all of a sudden, I'm like, bye, and I just go a wall. So, like... <laughs> not great I don't recommend doing that but even in acknowledging your energetic cycles like if you look at you know if you have your period you can track your period and watch your cycles if you don't and you like have an IUD like me you can get a little woo and Mm -hmm. look at the moon but just pay attention to your energy cycles in general so that you're not constantly creating when you're not supposed to that you're not constantly like resting when you could be more productive like all again these give and takes of like who who am I when who can I be Mm -hmm. who can I be the best of when um, So, I think it's hard to like, we don't like living in the masculine, like 24 hour cycle. We're like, oh, every day is supposed to look the same. Every day is supposed to be productive. I rush right. from this time to this time. I work from this time to this time. And then it repeats like every single right. day. But that's just like not the fucking vibe, especially for women. So, tuning into that, like that's been really beautiful and helpful for me. So, when I do have a week of the month where I'm just like, I cannot fucking focus, like I cannot get it. sure it might be my ADHD, sure it might be this, but like it doesn't matter the reason. That's okay. So, Mm -hmm. part of like managing your workload is looking at like high energy tasks and low energy, low energy tasks. Like I know Mm -hmm. there's that matrix too. I forget how always forget the name of it, but there's a matrix that's like urgent, not urgent, important, not important. Like, and you assign your tasks that way. Um, but checking in with those so that even if you, if feeling productive is really important to you, like give yourself like the, my mindset and my approach is like, what is the bare ass minimum that I could possibly do today to feel like I can rest right and then sometimes it's just resting <laughs> cool what yeah. can I do what is the bare ass to get through this day so that I can like check one thing off the list mm-hmm. even if it's just one thing mm-hmm. like, I have lowered the bar on my life tremendously and still made a shit ton of money and still been able to take care of my clients like you know I do yeah. have support now too so that makes a difference but as far as burning out like absolutely personal care and again this is where it gets nuanced of course because everything is is what is what does personal care actually mean um like if you're goal-oriented or if you like a treat like what is your treat and will it matter so for me like I realize that like I spend money all the time because I'm privileged and lucky enough to have it so buying myself things like isn't necessarily my treat but massages are but like saving to go on a big-ass trip and be gone for three weeks that's that's life, nice. And so mm-hmm. one of my other things, I keep hearing this and I, I wish I knew who said it. It's like some therapist on TikTok, of course. Um, but it's, you know, when we are feeling exhausted, it's not often that we're doing, um, it's not that, that we're doing too much. It's that we're not doing enough. I feel like you mm. probably heard that. we're not doing enough of what brings us joy. So whether right. you call it self-care, but I think if you don't have a hobby, that's a big red flag. If you don't have, if you don't know who you are outside of your work, if you can't describe yourself without using your job title or who you are like as a mother or friend or whatever, like if you can't describe yourself, that's a red flag. Yeah. And so I was like, I don't know. I have brown hair and uh, I have cats. (laughs) Okay. Well, if I'm feeling that disconnected from myself, like fucking red flag. So even that like check in with yourself, can you still describe yourself? Can you pull yourself, can you pull your yeah. identity enough away from your business and your job to feel like a whole person? Because if you are just you, the creator, if you are just you in business, like inevitably there is going to come like the wall that you just crash into all of a sudden. You're like, I have nothing left. I am yeah. a shell of a person. <laughs> what the fuck right. happened So whether yeah. that means like working out or whatever, like obviously, you know, drinking water and like feeding, like paying attention to your body and what you feed it and taking care of it. My biggest thing is just like, again, how can it feel good? So what do I actually Mm -hmm. enjoy? My biggest thing has been getting back into my hobbies. So like, Mm -hmm. this is kind of a separate topic, but like, there's so much information all the time, especially coming into like the online space that it's so exhausting. And there's so many differing opinions too. So you think that you're learning and getting more information, but you just like are getting more overwhelmed. overwhelmed yeah and mm-hmm. then what's the right decision like I coach people all the time who've worked with other coaches and not a lot of coaches also give their people permission to disagree <laughs> like, right it's always like here's the framework here's what you do here's how you do uh-huh. it and if you don't do it then they're like well it's not working because you're not following my thing like okay but yeah. what if that doesn't work for me like what if right I hate it <laughs> right so yeah a lot of grace there and like learning and being in tune with yourself, giving yourself space for hobbies. Like, again, that's why I love like color coding. Like if I see that there's too much of one thing or not enough of another happening in my calendar, I have to be like, okay, I need to pause. What can I do? That's going to like, even the scales. So coming back, I talk about the equation a thousand times, but the equation of your, of your day, your month, your week, whatever, just making sure that you can balance out at the end, or at least come Mm -hmm. out on top. Like, what does it yeah. actually look like? Does it mean working out? Does it mean that I like, you know, watch a movie with my husband every night? Do I read my like fantasy smut books like three times a week? Yeah. Like, what is the thing that brings me joy that lets me not be this person? I think it's so important right. to stop being business you at yeah. least like once a day, which seems really yeah, silly to it's say, so but so hard. So many of us are just grinding from like wake up till 2 a.m. Like, what the fuck?
0: Right. There's nothing yeah, else so in your day hard. except
1: your business. Yeah.
0: Have you heard of, um, chronotypes? No, what is that? Oh my gosh, this is something that was so helpful <gasps> for me because I know, I know. <laughs> it's it was so helpful for me because I, whenever I first started as a VA, you know, obviously most of us, whenever we, like the majority of us, of course, some people enjoy nine to fives, it's totally fine. But the majority of us start an online business to get out of a nine to five. And mm-hmm. I found myself once I did that and I was completely my own boss, still trying to structure my days and my weeks and everything. According to what a nine to five would be, working in the morning, you know, getting up, forcing myself to start work, taking a little lunch, and then trying to end my day by five. No work on the weekends. And Your chronotype essentially tells you when you work best. I think there's four different types. And once I took the test, I, yeah, it's so, it was so helpful for me because, again, it's one of those things that like gives you that small permission of like, oh, okay, this makes sense as to why I feel like this. But I found out that my type is the one that works best in the evenings and at night. And I Mm -hmm. always felt so bad because I was like, well, I've kind of worked all day, not been that productive, and now it's nighttime. I'm still working, but now I'm super productive. So at the end of the day, I would feel like I had worked like 12 hours, but I was only productive for a few hours of that. So Mm -hmm. once I kind of learned that, I was able to restructure my days so that in the mornings, I could just take the mornings off, start Mm -hmm. work whenever I wanted, you know, have a break in the middle of the day, and then work in the evening and be way more productive and efficient and get things done a lot quicker than I would should I try to force myself to work in the morning. Um, So Mm -hmm. I think that's something that's super helpful too because so many of us are trying to – we see people with their videos of them getting up at like 5 a.m. and we're like, God, I don't, I don't want oh to up go at 5 a.m., but I'm unproductive if I don't. Um, yeah. So I think that doing small things like that can also help you because you kind of start to realize like, oh, I own a business now. It's fine for me to work in the evening. It's fine for me to work some on the weekend if I feel like I want yeah. to, if it enables me to be more efficient and feel like I'm being more productive because you can mm-hmm. sit at your computer for 12 hours a day and only be productive for three of those hours. So where's yeah. the disconnect in that? Like you have to figure out out why that is? Um, so that was something that was super helpful for me, and I think that mm-hmm. yeah, everybody who's listening, go figure out what your chronotype is because it's <laughs> going to make you feel a lot part. better about the fact that you want to work at
1: 11 p.m. instead of 11 Yeah, AM. <laughs> and I think that's so important to check in because again, like if you, no matter the reason you got into the entrepreneurial world and the creative, you know, online space, like you are doing it because you wanted your life to be yours. So why? yourself to do things that aren't you like and so yes permission from Jessica and I you have permission yes to <laughs> everybody's like your, oh okay oh my god yeah you have permission to run your business however the fuck you want like I was just talking to a client the other day who was like um uh, you know I did a coaching this way, and he and they said that I had to offer my packages in three different ways but I heard there's a four option way and I was like I don't what do you want to offer like right how do you want right. to offer it um one of my favorite analogies like even just for like the space that we think that we exist in. So like uh, my coach shared this analogy with me with with someone and uh, anyway, this analogy and I think it's excellent. So there was someone who was wanting to create an offer uh, and they're like, they were just getting stuck in the middle of like, oh, everyone's doing this. Well, I guess I'm supposed to do this. Like what's my three-part offer? What's my you know, offer hierarchy and how do I build my funnel and blah, 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 whatever. And like, you can just like feel your energy going, plummeting to the floor as you try to do things when you're just trying so hard. Um, Mm -hmm. And then the question is like, well, what do you actually want to create? And I think like, I don't know how it ended up, but like they landed that they worked one-on-one with a client on a a ski trip, a ski weekend. So like they would ski the hill, coach on the ride up, the lift up, ski, coach on the lift, take lunch, coach over lunch. Oh my gosh. And it was like a $10,000 a day weekend. And I was like, oh, man, like that's incredible. So like, no, like we have so much permission or we have so much space. And if you give yourself the permission to create whatever the fuck you want. And I think that's one of the key things of getting Mm -hmm. away from burnout is one, creating whatever you want. And it's okay if it doesn't look the same way. And it's okay if it doesn't maybe take off the same way. Like you will find the right people if you stick with it long enough and if you are yourself enough when you offer it so like again if you're trying something if you if you hate skiing like don't go offer a ski weekend
0: don't do everybody that. this is everyone's new offer we yeah. end the podcast I and there's understand. like 200 <laughs>
1: ski weekends
0: i know where this
1: came from yeah but like, what is what is your ski trip like what does that actually mean for you like if you're gonna have an incredible offer that you could give to people or just some way to create that ecosystem like in your life, like, what is the incredible thing that you would be so excited to do and know would be yeah. so impactful to whoever you offered it? Like, what does it look like? And, like, give mm-hmm. yourself permission to do whatever you want. Like, be flexible. Don't build a cage. Yeah. If you realize that you're feeling confined or you're feeling stuck, red flag. <laughs> mm-hmm. You notice that you're starting to feel yeah. away from your life. Like, notice your red flags and pay attention to, like, whatever. Everyone's talking about the red flags in dating, but, like, date yourself. What's the red flag for you if you start to show up in a weird way or, like, you start to feel a weird way, if something makes you feel a weird way, like what is the red flag? How do you pay attention to it? And how do you like adjust before you catch on fire? (laughs)
0: Right. Uh, Yeah. And this is so, this is so important for people who are new to the online space as well, Mm -hmm. because you know, you... I think that this is important to keep in mind with any coach that you're working with or any mentor or program or Mm -hmm. course, whatever it is, there's always going to be, like you were talking about, the frameworks for how you can do things, like how to price yourself, how to do whatever, but something to keep in mind is that – Of course, that's not black and white. Like, for instance, Mm -hmm. I am not a fan of people working for free. I think everyone should be paid, but there are always going to be those random circumstances where you may have the opportunity to work for free for someone that you are obsessed with. And that Mm -hmm. could, who knows how far that could get your business. So, if that feels fine for you, do it. Same thing with like whenever I was a VA, you know, I had. At one point, multiple clients who were at $50, $60 an hour. And I had one client who was still at $35 an hour, but that's because I loved working with her. I got mm-hmm. referrals from her. I learned so much from her. So that was, it's not all about monetary compensation. Yeah. I was getting compensated in other ways versus working mm-hmm. with a client that I was charging $60 an hour for, but made my life a nightmare potentially. Yeah. So <laughs> it's, yeah. you have to like look at where you can kind of, like you were saying, give and take and understand that it's okay to do those things because if it feels good for you, that's going to help you in the long Mm -hmm. run make decisions that do help you scale. We kind of sometimes can, like you said, put ourselves in a box and think there's one way of doing things or this person does it this way, so I have to do it this way. And that's a surefire way to slowly build your life to the point where your business is the opposite of everything that you want. And then you have Mm -hmm. to undo all of that and rebuild it up, which is not very fun usually.
1: Yeah. And it's, it's crazy. So like, if you take anything from this call, oh my God, just start to look at your life in like, equations if that makes sense so like Mm -hmm. are you going to balance out are you going to be in the negative after this or is there like a positive like what
0: yeah is the
1: give and take like what's the time in energy out what's you know what are the benefits like looking at all those things and seeing if in the end like you can follow it like will this make me sadder poorer in the long run or will this break even or will I feel more abundant in whatever way again like have a standard sure like have a standard like if there's a client that you don't really want to work with like we all have people who come to us like oh have a standard so that you know what the standard is um and you have a standard for yourself like I think there's something really liberating in having a standard and knowing like this is what I do this is what I charge this is how I exist and have give yourself freedom to make like you can make whatever decision you want yeah I you offer that. whatever I agree. you want like have a standard I but agree. like if you love someone and like if you are really excited about something go fucking do it
0: have
1: fun with
0: that. Yeah. Charge more. Charge more. Sure. Who cares? I agree. Yeah. <laughs> totally. So I'm interested because you've been in. You've obviously been an entrepreneur now at this point for almost a decade, and I <laughs> kind of want to get your opinion on the difference between the online space when you first started, if there even was really oh like god. an online business space in 2013, Am versus I old what person? it. <laughs> what the fuck? Oh my god! We're going to be talking ten years from now. And we're going to be like, remember 2022? <laughs> remember
1: Instagram? Yeah,
0: but I'm, I'm interested to know kind of what you've seen change and evolve over that time because a lot of us were, didn't have businesses, you know, online in 2013-14 mm-hmm. because you're oh so boy. old.
1: <laughs> I'm such an old little fart. Um, so I'm 30, I'll be 31 this year, so I was born in 91. I'm a 90s kid Um, and yes, I think, you know, I'm of that generation that like did not grow up with technology really, like. We, we started it, but we've gone through like so many iterations yeah. of it whereas like you know some of the younger like millennials or younger millennials they you know had iPhones growing up and all those different things so it's just interesting as we progress through it so like you know I had mySpace and you know then Facebook happened and then Instagram happened mm-hmm. and back when like you know and I think we've all had those things but it was very much just for fun like there mm-hmm. there wasn't any we've lived through the monetization of fun. Um, And like the monetization of like hobbies, and like (laughs) I love the idea of like you know do what you love and never work a day in your life, and then there's you know I'm sure we've all seen this is like do what you love and work every fucking day for the rest of your life, like harder than you've ever worked before. Yep, dang it. Um, but it like for me at least like I didn't know how to not turn a hobby into something that could pay me (laughs) which was like a Mm -hmm. really cool skill I used it you know to my advantage and I helped a lot of people also turn their hobbies into you know paying things but that's not everything needs to pay you I think that was a hard thing to unlearn like you're allowed to have hobbies that you just have for fun and you also don't need to be good at your hobbies to like them right I'm a terrible painter and I have never like I buy paint stuff all the time and I don't paint because I'm afraid to paint badly and I'm like you you yeah, It's like who cares? Something. <laughs> yeah, who cares? Like throw it away if you don't like it. Whatever. Um, so going through that space, like I remember it was all just for fun. Uh like when things started to get like it was the beginning of YouTube and the beginning of all these like mm-hmm. different platforms. Um and so I think that's another thing too. Like I kick myself all the time, like, if I had just, if I had just, oh uh, if I had gotten oh my God, started I back know. then I like if I started a YouTube no. channel. Right? my god think of all the things we could have done nice it's really hard to like just release that like well we didn't I think Joe Rogan I'm not a huge fan of Joe Rogan but Joe Rogan like says on one of his podcasts like you know people always like oh I wish I would have started like well you didn't so now what and yeah so you didn't so now what um but going through that um like I (laughs) I grew up in a small town on on an island in the middle of the sea I grew up on the the big island of Hawaii I started my photography business really on accident like I used I started as like a self portrait artist if you will I was super meek and really really shy and so I used self-portraits yeah. as a medium to just express myself didn't really show right. them anybody like they were for me and then my friend paid my friend's mom paid me 20 bucks to take his senior portraits and I was like "Ooh, gas money for the week like you were sweet, like I'm the making month, it you know <laughs> I'm making money and I was like sweet and then you know someone else paid me 20 bucks and someone else paid me like 40 and I was like this is incredible like wow 40 bucks like what a ride um, I do remember when gas was ninety nine cents, and so twenty dollars did go very far. Oh my god! <laughs> um, I know I'm. am a thousand. Now so, that now that you
0: say that, though, I think I do remember were... being a kid, and it was like a dollar something. We're like, yeah, oh my god, we're so pathetic. We're
1: like, oh my god, I remember I when. <laughs> I remember when. We're <laughs>
0: we're 30 is the new 20 we're both babies and we're like oh my god the old days
1: (laughs) right I know I love being in my 30s and I don't feel I don't feel old which is great so anyway back to like you know focusing on those things like I it happened I my business started on accident like I still went to college because I was supposed to like I still went to community college like I did all the things and then I was like oh wait I you know I was still flying back home to do my job like to take photos um, I didn't have any business sense at all. <laughs> I moved to LA cause I thought I would be like a model or like an actress or something. Hilarious. I got there and I was like, this is not what I want at all. Um, but I was flying back every month to go to Hawaii to shoot there to pay my rent, which was like $500. And I was living on the living room floor of a three people in a tiny studio, Ah, the times. And <laughs> So then doing it, like, and I didn't, I didn't really utilize like social media for like work. Like I didn't even have a website. I think I was just like kind of posting things. I think I eventually got a website, but it happened on accident. And then when I moved back home, that's when I had to take it seriously. And I had never taken Mm -hmm. it really seriously because I had had enough people that knew me that referred me that I was making enough money. And I was, enough money back then was like, you know, $1,200 for
0: a whole month. Like I didn't have
1: to make any money. Um, I was living on like $300. I remember having $30 in my bank account and being like, that'll last for like two weeks. <laughs> what? $30. That's fine. Like, That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. I'll get paid my $300 in, you know, tw- 10 days and then i will battle stretch for another month. And I was like, oh my God. So, like, people, again, money is hilarious. It's, it's, so but relative. Not really money is weird. I know. Yeah. It's so relative. Um, and then going through Instagram and everything like that, like I had a personal social media account and like back in the in the days, you know, and I had like 5,000 followers when it was like cool to have 5,000 followers, like, and it was a big deal. Mm-hmm. And then I like abandoned it and started my business one. Um, but like all of that was like the merging of like, commercializing yourself I feel like Mm -hmm. instead of just like enjoying like we were all just enjoying Instagram and like posting stupid shit and like having really a lot of fun and then came the age of it like it had to look a certain way like the aesthetic Instagrams like took over and that Mm -hmm. was exhausting and I was like I just like my stuff like I don't really know how to put something super aesthetic together like I have my style like my own personal thing but I'm not like design sense really (laughs) right I I can throw shit up and then Then, like, we never had to be, like, so there was never, it was never really in your face. So then when everybody was on social, everybody was on Instagram, everybody was doing something. Then, like, imposter syndrome and comparison I was like, holy shit, I have, like, I've never really experienced this before in, like, a business capacity. Like, I always, like, you know, had very low self-esteem growing up. So I did that with, like, other girls and everything. But experiencing it, like, on a professional level, I was like, fuck, this is happening here, too? damn it like Mm -hmm. and so that's where all of I think most of my burnout came from was trying to do so much like so many other people all the time and never really getting any clarity on what I actually liked like Mm -hmm. what do I like this because do I like this and so a lot of like what was really hard to answer was like I don't I don't know who I am like I don't know what I like I don't know I couldn't tell anyone about me Unless it was like a rehearsed speech. So I completely lost myself in just doing what everybody was doing because I was supposed to and I needed to make money. And Mm -hmm. so it was weird. Like so much in your face all the time. And then it would get harder to make decisions because of the information overload, which has only gotten worse and worse. Like I love that people have opinions. Like I love that there's information. And like when I'm working with my clients, I'm like, you need to okay, turn that shit off. (laughs) Yeah. Absorb what you have. Like you already know what you need and what you want, like in you. Like and being able to pay attention and, like, uncover that, like, force like, it's very woo and whatever. But, like, you already know what you like. You already know who you are. It's just we forget. And we have so much other information. Like, little sea tins, right? we pulling all this other information mm-hmm. and keeping it and holding it that we were, like, yeah, uh, whose stuff is this? Like, where's my stuff? I don't need. do I have stuff? So right. I think that's what was hardest for me, which is like, getting totally lost in my identity, getting totally lost and having – and then you had to show up. You had to – and not just show up, but, like, you – for me it was a performance like right. that's why I felt so burnt out is because I was constantly performing and the same thing as we talked about earlier was like I didn't feel like I could ever change my mind and mm-hmm. then ugh, this is another oh my god so many tangents but like the lie that like you could you were only x if you were full-time like you couldn't be a part-time photographer or it was just a hobby um and I think right. like in coming into the creative space like some people do want to leave their nine-to-fives but I have a ton of clients who love their nine-to-fives and balance right. it on the end so like they have yeah. in- they still want to monetize it and they still want to balance it or people who like don't want to uh, in diversification too. So that's that's what's hard is the belief that, okay, I have to quit my job and I have to do all this thing and then I can be a full-time. And once I'm full-time, then I'll, then people will take me seriously versus like do what you want, like fill your life with the things that you love and like, let there be multiple different things. Like you're, you are this little rainbow thing. Like you have different colors. There are different things that you get to explore you don't yeah. have to be in a single lane unless that's what you love. But like that's what I got sucked into was like I had to be one thing and one thing only and that's what you had to be. Like if I was anything else, it meant that I didn't believe I could be a photographer. I didn't believe I could be this mm-hmm. other thing. If I had anything else, I had to burn all my other bridges. Like there's a lot of really aggressive language back then. It was like, burn Ideologies. your bridges or you don't take yeah. yeah, or you don't take it seriously. Like it was wild.
0: <laughs> yeah. I am like glad, almost. I was. <laughs> I mean, social media is just so it's so crazy, and I think that it's tough because there's so many people that don't that that are like, I don't want. I want a business, but I don't want to have to be on social media. And I think mm-hmm. that you know um, that you can have both. You can have a presence That's on true. social media while also disconnecting yourself from it in a way where you are not Mm -hmm. constantly scrolling, where you're not, you know, I don't, I rarely ever scroll my Instagram feed anymore because it's just, it's my work. Like that's how I view it. And it's, you know, not that I don't enjoy social media to some extent, but it's okay to have a presence on there, but also Mm -hmm. be really private and have, you know, your personal life be very sacred to you. I think that that's, that's important because, once you do start showing up on social media in any capacity, well, no matter what platform it is, you do kind of everyone does it. We start to feel entitled to information or to someone's life. And we're yeah. like, yeah, I know yeah. this person, so I need to know why they went through a breakup or why they did whatever. Yeah. And I think that, you know, understanding that it's okay to share certain things. It's so you can have an Instagram and keep everything like 95% business if you want. You can have an Instagram and show a yeah. ton of your personal life if you want, you know, in terms of business. Um, I think that people feel like they have to give everything to social media if they start a business online. And that's not the case at all. You really can kind of pick and choose with it and keep it to business most of the time Mm -hmm. if you want to have it that way. Because it's overwhelming. It's like even just seeing people's opinions, (laughs) even if it's not like (laughs) – anything crazy or even okay. if you agree with their opinion you're just like yeah. eventually you get to the point where you're like i'm maybe i just maybe i'm not meant to be exposed to this many people's opinions like i don't it's think it's so anybody funny
1: is. yeah
0: no no we're not and it's i saw a, a tiktok video about this a while ago and it like stuck with me and they were talking about how our um like Perception of ourself has changed so much because we're not used to seeing this many people. We're not used to being like able to compare ourselves to so many people, Um, or yeah, like have this insight into so many people's lives. And that's Mm -hmm. so true because whenever Mm -hmm. you are exposed to that so much, your our self confidence plummets. Our opinions are constantly like we're constantly thinking, "Is this my opinion or is this my opinion?" Because I've seen so many other people say it. It's it's so hard to be exposed to so much information online. I, and I totally get why people are like, yeah, I'm going to delete everything and go live in a cabin. <laughs> <laughs> oh
1: goodness, yeah, I just want my goat and a dog and yep. <laughs> logs in the fire. It forces
0: us into isolation.
1: <laughs> yeah. And I think that's important too. Like, so it, again, like coming back to that, you talked about self-care earlier. Like, what is your self-care? If self-care means like not being on social media at all, then don't be on social media. Or like, if you have the means, like hire someone to do it for you go be on do do whatever you want like and you get to decide how like some people only exist on seo fucking amazing some people exist by referral like i built i didn't know anything about seo or like instagram or whatever and i built my whole business originally on referrals um and i feel like that's one of the most powerful places to do it too Is like just working through referrals like there are a ton of people and that's what's really cool too like what has become a bummer about social media, like and coming through from my transition of growing up with it, um, or learning through all the iterations of it, is that followers means X, like you know, or notoriety mm-hmm. means X. If you're into famous, mm-hmm. then like you've really made it. But like even you with know that, everything, like, yeah, yeah, you are the go-to, like whatever end-all be-all. And like even with that, like there's so many things. Like then, then you could buy followers, and then you could do all these mm-hmm. different things too. And so without the transparency, like. I think that's what's funny about social media is like there's trans like, you're so transparent on social media but like it's not transparent like it can all very much no. feel like a performance which makes it really exhausting I oh, have yeah. personally found a ton of peace in showing up when I want and how I want and that's mm-hmm. been really lovely for me like I'm a little more unhinged on TikTok so I have a lot of fun there yeah kind of like merge yeah. that back to like my more vanilla Instagram presence but like yeah what does it all look like um and again like who what makes you happy like what if you're gonna be performing perform something you like like just try Mm -hmm. not to be doing for the sake of doing i don't know there's so much like instagram is a wild beast so i i again worked with my friends like really personally like okay what could it mean (laughs) what is the bare ass minimum Mm -hmm. to feel like that you are showing up do you want to just schedule random shit with no captions fuck it go for it try it out
0: yeah i don't feel like there's any real wrong
1: answer yeah see what happens maybe it's perfect maybe that's what
0: people love yeah and it changes so fast it's like (laughs) trend like fashion trends it's i mean it was like the super curated instagram and now we're seeing it be like the photo dumps and where it's like casual but it's probably took even more effort to make it look casual (laughs) to make it look aesthetic and it was uh, my friend Alex you know Alex Kraling um, she was talking on her Instagram the other day about this about how everything like even if you're being transparent or making a a vulnerable post it's still calculated like we're still choosing how to present this vulnerable yep
1: (laughs) and I think that like people are gonna have this reaction (laughs)
0: Yep. And they're going to think that I'm being super transparent, super vulnerable, and I I am presenting it to them in this way so that they will react in this way. And I think that, you know, we kind of all know that, but we forget it so often that I think that it is really important to kind of remember that. And it can get Mm -hmm. to the point where you're just like, what is going on? Like. (laughs) I'm even even posting for yourself. Sometimes when I'm writing captions, I'm like, "What am I even saying?" Like, <laughs> what am I even long, saying? This run-on
1: sentence.
0: Yeah, I'm just like, yeah. Whatever. like who cares about what I have to say about this? But it's it's just kind of the the environment that social yeah. media is and yeah. there's some there is so much good in it to go along with the parts where we're like oh yeah Personally, <laughs> but, I think that's yeah.
1: why like like video like I love the transition it yeah. was hard to transition to it but I love the transition of video like I even really liked clubhouse yeah from. I mean I don't, me too yeah Is that still happening anyway I like clubhouse I don't I think
0: that I don't know who is hanging out I would like to know who yeah, is who? hanging out on clubhouse because I think there are
1: let me know I'm about <laughs> uh, But I really enjoyed that because you can tell when someone is being authentic in their speaking voice, yeah. and then now, yes. like, you can't really—you f- can tell when someone is like lying or being facetious, like in video. Like, you mm-hmm. can't really—you can tell. It's hard to hide an that. And it's also yeah. okay, like whatever. Like, I have my customer service voice. Like, I have my stage voice. Mm-hmm. I do all these different things. Like, I can yeah. hear the timbre of my voice, like rising and falling. Yeah, I know and also just being at peace with that, like, it's okay to, like, roll your shoulders back, put your tits up, and, like, you know, join the day, Mm -hmm. um, as much as it is to like, I don't know, I think if it feels good, again, like, coming back, like, if it feels good to go fuck around, go fuck around, and then, like, yeah, I'm gonna go fuck around today, and, like, create some stuff that I just want to create for fun, for me, like, without the pressure, Mm -hmm. of it has to be viral, or it has to get this many legs, like, transparency, I went through, and I was, like, all right. I have hidden all these other videos because they got low views and who fucking cares. And so I went and like, I right. all the videos that I hidden. And was like, what am I doing? Like, who cares? So just stuff like yeah, that. Like okay. I'm still doing it. Like I'm not at all. I've not figured any of this out, but I work through it and I have the awareness of it so that I can continue to like, Oh, I'm bumping into my bumper lanes. What's happening? Like, okay. Yeah. Like let's, let's assess, but it's a while. I think as long as it feels good, And again, like it, what feels good today might not feel good tomorrow, might not feel good next week, or it might feel good again next month. Yeah. Like lean into what feels good and let it be different. Yeah. Like there Mm -hmm. isn't, if you can give yourself as much, much flexibility as possible to feel good and to express your way in, especially in a way that feels good, go Mm -hmm. do that, go feel good because. Whatever. You can make some sacrifices sometimes, but if you notice that you're making more sacrifices and decisions to feel good, you're going to burn out and it's going to Yeah, something's (laughs) wrong. Something is wrong. Red flag. Yeah.
0: Well, Chelsea, this was so much fun. <laughs> I loved this. I was like, this was such a good chat. And it was so nice to catch up with you after all this time. Oh We've God. known each other for such a long time. So this was this was really fun for me. And I feel like there's a lot of people who are going to be inspired after after listening to this. So, so tell everyone where they can find you on social media.
1: Yeah. So just I speaking like- up. We're like, speaking social up. media. I was going to say, I have <laughs> been my Instagram for like months at this point, but... You can find me stories there. Um, I keep it really simple. Everything, everywhere is just Chelsea Abril. Um, so uh, TikTok is Chelsea Abril. That's C H E L S E A A B is in boy R I L. There's two A's in there. Sometimes you forget those same on Instagram and then my website is the same chelseaapril.com and then my coaching is specifically com. but i'm all Yay. over the place you can definitely find me and dm me on Instagram i love being on tiktok if you like a more ratchet version of a human definitely go find <laughs> me on tiktok i'm a little more unhinged there which is kind of a lot of fun <laughs>
0: that's where we uh we let it all fly on tiktok
1: <laughs> tiktok i love it it's, it's hilarious i'm like oh, I'm i know me too here <laughs>
0: That's so funny. Well, we will also, as always, put all of her information in the show notes. If any of you want to go check her out, talk to her, check out her TikTok. (laughs) (laughs) And thank you so much for being here, Chelsea.
1: You this was so delightful. What an honor to be on your space. Thank you for uh, <laughs> thank you for letting me chat with your people. I know it's really-
0: of course. Yeah. I think it's gonna help a lot of people because online is a scary place, but oh my god, we can work That's through
1: tough. it. <laughs> we can do it, guys. Like we're in this together. Don't be afraid to ask for help. Give yourself permission. Like, who fucking cares what other people like? Like what you like, do what you want, yep. get support do
0: it anyway Love it. i agree <laughs> Thanks, well thank jessica. you so
1: much and i will talk to everyone
0: on the next episode bye. bye thank you for listening to the digital state of mind podcast i am your host jessica hawks and i am so happy to have you here follow along with us on instagram at the digital state of mind so that we can stay connected with you and get your feedback on what you want to hear on the show i know everyone says this but we're serious okay <laughs>